Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, thanks for calling the London is Blue podcast. We're out of the country right now visiting our friends in London over at Fulham SW6 at Stamford Bridge. If you want, you can leave a message after the beep. Come on, you blues. This is William. You listen to London is Blue. Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the London is Blue podcast, your home for all things Chelsea FC. Nick, Dan, and I cover all of Chelsea's latest matches, team news, and even throw you some exclusive interviews. Thank you for being an awesome listener, and with no further delay, let's jump right in. Surprise, surprise, we are back with another episode of the London is Blue podcast. Coming from you, from London. All right, here we go, boys. We have a new match review. First time we've ever done this. We've got Nick, we've got Mike, we've got Dan still, hanging out in the living room, haven't moved, but we've moved on to the women's match. This is our first time we got to go to a Chelsea women's match, uh, and they played Everton. Uh, Pretty exciting that we're able to kind of, before we get into it, we, we got to interview Ali Riley. Uh, of all people, Dan, uh, a, a good connection for us is as American. She grew up in LA, even though she represents New Zealand. But what almost like the perfect kind of lead in before we attended our first match? Yeah, she, she was exceptional to talk to. She has her own podcast, Girls with Balls. That's a phenomenal listen if you haven't tuned in yet or you need some additional rotation for, you know, you, you want to hear a different voice, and she's able to offer that up. She actually interviews mainly most, most of the other teammates, either the New Zealand team or on the uh, Chelsea women's team. Uh, great, great 
podcast to check out, but we're excited to drop that podcast in the very near future. But Nick, I think it was a really awesome opportunity to go this match. Yeah, I mean, we it's it's been you know it's not because we didn't want to. It's been a schedule thing uh, when we've been over. It's unfortunate that the men's and women's games kind of overlap or they're on the same day. And Kings Meadow is a fair jaunt away from Stanford Bridge, so you know for those who do the trains, it, it can be difficult to to make it to both. But yeah, very excited that the uh, the FA Cup match landed on the on the Saturday and the. The women's match landed on the Sunday after they got back from their extended break. Uh, we're doing this match review because when we did our survey over the summer, uh, the you know women's team coverage was one of the you know kind of top things that we saw that people wanted more content on. And while we haven't been able to deliver that before this, um, due to the kind of volume of the men's team and all the all the drama, um, we we're excited to to do our first women's episode, Mike. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they won the double this previous season. They're exciting. We saw tons of goals. Um, great experience. It, it was, I think, everything we thought it might be lived up to it. It's great. All right. Well, obviously, before we get into the match review, it wouldn't have been possible if we didn't have the amazing team at XL Tours, uh, Chris, Charlotte, Lorna that was with us this trip, just an amazing job, uh, Nick. They helped us all of this together uh, very early on, and especially as you talked about match uh, the fixtures changing. Hey, they roll with the punches and they still make it happen. Yeah, they're great. Uh, you know, it's no secret that we've been using them for a couple of years now. This has been the fourth trip that we've taken with them. Uh, Charlotte, especially, has has been along the way for three of those. Uh, super grateful to their team for not only you know setting up the match tickets in the hotel and a bunch of other things, but just being you know guides for those who are coming to London for the first time who haven't experienced it before. So um, if you are you know outside of our trips or looking for a sports experience of any sort, uh, whether that be Chelsea or you know something else, uh, I would highly encourage you to look them up and uh, and see what they can do for you. All right, well. Let's jump into what we would consider a typical match review for us. But obviously, Mike, not quite the exact one we always do. Uh, It was Chelsea versus Everton's women's team. It was in the English Women's Super League at Kings Meadow this today, Sunday, January 6th. Uh, Scoreline Chelsea 3, Everton 0. We're going to give you a stab at doing the lineups since uh, Dan does the men's lineups. See if I can become Dan of the match. Dan of the match. Oh, that was okay. the big well, takeaway. Well, I'm going to take this away from you immediately. Yeah, I've done my job. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's a very quick sub out. It's very much like that one moment where Gerard walked on and he got a red card right away. Yep. That, that basically was a mic did right now. I'm ready for my vacation. Okay, he took a sip of water. So uh, Lindahl started between the sticks. Blundell played in front with Erickson, Bright, and Anderson. Spence, Cuthbert, Ingle were there with Carney, G, and England in the front three. That is right. Uh, thankfully, uh, we had three substitutions, Asante, Kirby, and Riley. Why that is exciting is because, A, we interviewed Riley, Nick, and, and, and B, because we got to see Super Fran. Super Fran, Super yeah. Super Fran. She's, uh, I know that she's had uh, some, some in, uh, injuries this year and hasn't been playing as much as she typically would have in previous seasons, but um, she looks fast. I think, she's, I think she's on the comeback trail. Indeed. 61% possession for Chelsea, 21 shots, 8 on target, to Everton's 5 shots, 2 on target. 13 corners, I mean, just dominated. Yeah, yeah. That's as you just echoed me. uh, That that's the best way to um, 
to, to describe it without a doubt. All right, well, moving along to the goals right away, Nick. Sixth minute, Bethany England uh, receiving a brilliantly weighted pass uh, from Aaron Cuthbert. Chelsea Twitter, Chelsea Women's Twitter calling it a give and go. That's a little gracious on their part. At the end of the day, great play, great finish. Yeah, I, I mean, the the uh, what I can say about the, the women's team, if you haven't watched them play, uh, I would highly encourage you to. Uh, second thing is they move the ball quick. Um, there, there is kind of a little serissimo aspect to the way they play, obviously under Emma Hayes, who uh, we've had the pleasure to meet before as well. Uh, Cuthbert is a dynamo. Uh, she's someone who's super fun to watch. And on this occasion, instead of scoring the goal herself, uh, played provider to, uh, to Bethany England, who was really strong and physical up front all game. Uh, she slotted at home far post one nil. Yeah. Also the league's top goal scorer right now too. Oh really? Um, all right. Well, I think the next one, uh, 60s minute drew Spence this time assist from Karen Carney. Well, kind of an assist, right? I don't know if you remember this one, Dan, she it was off a corner kick. Well, I got a photo. Yeah, of how the could ball. he not? Oh, so that's I, right. I do remember that in shade. That's, that's when it. he got the Dan of the Match award. Actually, no, the Dan of the Match award was for the goal stop in the first half. Oh yeah, never mind. Which yeah. Uh, was was yeah. It was they, an Ever, early Everton keeper was called upon to make a lot of saves, put into a lot of action, a lot of work. Um, but yeah, uh, really great opportunity for Drew Spence in the box. Just held up the play really well. Was in the right spot when the ball bounced down to the ground, knocks it past the keeper and. Done and dusted, up to nothing. Two nothing. And it wouldn't stop there, Mike. We ended at 3, 69th minute. Hannah Blundell, nothing like a right back in the middle of the box. It's a beauty. I mean, you know, once again, the women's team doing sometimes what we fail to do is putting away games. And uh, <coughs> it's fantastic play. And she's put it, I think it was the far post, slotted it in. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, what we can say about the match as a whole to me, they were so quick on the ball. Everton were kind of chasing shadows all match. Um, I, I will say that you know my my real uh, I guess uh, award for for best player of this match would go to uh, to Millie Bright, who was absolutely outrageous. Uh, she was so good. She had a one of two actually of the of the best shots from distance I've seen in a very long time, men's or women's. Uh, both hit off posts or, or get saved. I mean, it was um, incredible to watch her work too. So I think she she was definitely one for uh, one for mentioning at the beginning part of the show. Without a doubt, I was kind of you know naming names and getting Morgan caught up to to who is where. And you know, we get to Millie, and you're just like, she is your classic old school English center back. No nonsense. If you're in danger, get it out. Uh, and Great if, tackler. And if you're running at her, she is going to enjoy tackling the shit out oh, of you. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, and I knew that about her, those shots from distance, one that rattled the crossbar mm-hmm. in the first half, and then one in the second half, it was a half volley off a of clearance. She caught it so sweet. Oh, yeah. I, pr- Impressed by the keeper to get two hands behind it, because that thing was destined in the back of the net. So... Uh, yeah, plenty of shout out for Millie on that. It it was great. You you didn't even have to be watching the match. You could tell when she hit it by the way that ball thumped. That was such she just rocked hey, it. Like we said, it's on a rope. You know, <laughs> that's the saying. It was on a rope. All right. Well, kind of kicking it off. So, Mike, what did you think of your first women's match? Like, how brilliant was it to visit 
or I guess, you know, to, to be at King's Meadow for the first time. It was a sold-out crowd, and we know we'd done a promotion, but just for you, kind of, what was it like for you being there and the differences, really? It, it was awesome, and, you know, I, I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, and to see all the families coming together, it had a great atmosphere. I mean, you're right on top of the pitch um, for, for young young kids or even as, as adults to be that close to the players. Um, it's quite the experience, especially how gracious they are with their time after the match. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to bringing Orion there in the future. And I think that um, it's exciting football. They're, they're relatable. It's, I, I, was, I was thrilled. I, I really had a great time. And I'm looking forward to getting back. Yeah, uh, I think I think my assessment, Dan, is that you know we waited until our our fourth match out of four to see the best football played we've seen this uh, yeah. this week. I, you know, I think they were they were really impressive, and you know, it's not to take anything away from you know the the first team at Chelsea, but uh, there there just seems to be a camaraderie, uh, you know, between them too that makes them really easy to. Uh, kind of take in and enjoy and, and that's always fun you know when, when the players like each other or they feel like a unit you know it, it's way better than having a couple of star individuals yeah I mean we have a phenomenal manager in Emma Hayes who in her own right you know I think it's easy to build you know possession-based football as a level of serissimo but Hayes is her own brand of possession-based football quick counter-attacking that she's been able to drill into this side, and the players have responded to her appropriately. And they have assembled an impressive side of wonderful international players who are you know, either captains for their club and country or key figures in their international supporting team as well. And you know what? It's, uh, it's great to see shots, not just shots on target, but shots that are also converted as well. And that was exciting. So eight shots on target, three end up going in for goals. And the ones that were on target, probably two more should have gone in. Oh, I'd say um, this, this could have been 7-0, honestly. Yeah. It could have been 7-0 before Kirby came on the field. I mean, how frightening is that as, <laughs> as opposition to be like, this team's scoring buckets and yeah. one of their best players is not even... Yeah, the atmosphere was good. You know, I think there's definitely work to do. I mean, sure. there's a sign uh, hanging uh, from one of the ends about the supporting women's football and the work that kind of continues to be done for that. Obviously, it's great to see how the club is investing in that and offering a promotion to help fill the seats and make people aware of it. And, you know, we, we talk about how difficult it can be to get out there. You know, it, it's not that far when you think about it, you know, when the trains are running appropriately. But it, obviously, there's a lot that needs to be done by the FA in terms of growing this game to make sure that, you know, fixture-related issues where, you know, the past three trips before this one, every time we're like, man, we want to play to go see a men's match, and then we're going to go see a women's team's match, and then we're going to see a developmental match, and then you see the fixtures get so screwed up or so messed up. And it's so aggravating because, you know, I think Chelsea, as, as you know, unlike any other club, I think, is so behind this idea of one team, that there is one team of Chelsea that is our brand of football, and then we have these men's teams, women's team, developmental teams, and the FA has, a, I think, an opportunity to do the right thing and figure out how you can schedule appropriately across all these brands of football so that English football 
can truly cement itself as as the pinnacle of all football branding, especially as the women's game is only going to continue to grow. And Jake Cohen, our good friend of the podcast, would absolutely let you know that it is a smart bet to put money on women's football right now. Uh, I, w- I would say this too, and I think I think the club already do a good job of supporting the women's team, and clearly the you know the promotion today was was a start. I would have loved to see a couple of first team men's players out there as well, just to kind of help bring the atmosphere a little bit to a, to a boil. You know, I think the, they're certainly deserved every bit of atmosphere that they could have uh, conjured. You know, the fans could have conjured today. And I know it's a different kind of style because, you know, it's a lot more families and a lot of younger kids and things like that. But I would love to see, you know, a couple of first team men's players, actively you know invested in supporting these women they deserve it they're really yeah. really good so i think one thing to tell you just how different it is if you think about a regular football match that you've been to and what happens when a player goes down and what happened when we saw a player go down near us and the gentleman behind us just shouted wouldn't you get up wouldn't you get up <laughs> a, a pleasant way to ask the everton player to get up after uh, being tackled very very hard to there, there were none of your favorite hand signals there are none of your uh, your favorite uh, swear words it was uh, it is different but certainly uh, after taking it in today, I think we all have our at least a different perspective. Yeah. Well, I think to me the the best thing that I I saw or witnessed was there was uh, two maybe five six year old girls sitting behind us, and early on into the match, I heard the one little girl. She said, um, "They say that women can't play football, but they can." And I I think those are the that's what the club's trying to do. That's the important thing of of being those role models and creating. This idea that that they belong, that they are Chelsea. This isn't anything other than Chelsea, right? And, and I know for most of our American listeners, like, duh, you know, yeah, we have, we yeah, have a exactly. great national team. You know, uh, women's soccer in the states, you know, grew up way quicker than anywhere else in the world. But there's still there's still some work to do in England, Brandon, especially from what you know we were able to kind of glean from Ali and Emma over the last couple of years. That there's still a mentality shift that has to take place where you know, that kind of full level of equality is reached from, like, a supporter standpoint. And and from a play standpoint, the system. Yeah, without a doubt. I think, uh, you know, we actually talked to, you know, one of our friends from the trip, Jason, was saying that he's got two young daughters. And, like, it's not an option for them to play, really, outside of school. Whereas when you grow up in in the States and in America, there are community leagues, uh, women's soccer for club uh, is massive. Uh, there's just a lot more opportunities uh, for the for the female population to play organized sports in America. I am biased, but I think Chelsea are doing one of the better jobs of investing in uh, in this team and investing in opportunities for them. Morgan, my girlfriend, was asking me, oh, "Are there a lot of female coaches?" And I was like, "No, there aren't." Thankfully, Chelsea are massive with Emma Hayes. They're seen as a leader through it. Um, you know, they give her the opportunity. There's not a lot of female referees. I mean, it, it, the inequality is still big. It's still there. But this is like kind of the perfect segue for me getting into the next one is we talked about how great of a style they play. To me, I think that Chelsea play a very European style out there. We talk about it could have been seven nothing boys. If Emma just said go out there and do the business against Everton, it would have been seven nothing. 
But to me, I felt like they were trying to go out of their way to play a certain way. And I, and I think that was to help their Champions League run. If they wanted to just go like head-to-head against Everton, who were playing a classic English style, get it wide, put it in the box. Chelsea were knocking it down. Hell, we were playing a 4-3-3 essentially. Knocking it down, small passes, switch the play, uh, probe and attack. We, I mean, we saw some long balls to Beth England up top, but it was very much keep it on the ground and let's move it. I mean, the, from a goal kick, it looks just like the men out there. You have a center back on each side of the 18, Hedvig plays short, and then we go from there. And G is the catalyst in the middle. Yeah, kind she's of. the key. I mean, she's the one who can break open. And then I would say Ingle is the Georgina where it goes through her. She keeps the play in front of her and then she will break it up and she will distribute or, or shift. And to me, I think that was a really big difference I saw in that, Nick, which is, again, they, they, they are using this as practice for the big competition. It, it reminded me what watching G, who I think, you know, outside of Millie, who I just, I, I love that style of the the rough and tumble. So I think you know, I had my kind of eye on Millie the entire game as she was making great tackles and and had a couple of really great shots. Hard because she was playing right back. Uh, she was playing forward. Yeah. She's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but but G reminds me of when Hazard will drop deep without a doubt. Um, you know, G will pick up the ball almost anywhere on the pitch and. Uh, she's so technical. She's so quick. Uh, you know, she probably not made three or four pairs today. I mean, she's she's not she she's uh, reluctant to shoot. I would say, um, even in positions where she probably could. She hit that one knuckler that was going to the far post, right well, in the smashed corner. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so close. she has her moments. But she she's definitely the one outside of Cuthbert. I think to watch who you know Cuthbert's a firecracker as well, but uh, she was very impressive today, Dan. Yeah, you know, I think she uh, you know had. Probably two really good opportunities on goal, and uh, she got that one pass that was kind of just didn't seem like it was going to really be capable of being brought down and was able to retrieve it in and just didn't have enough space or time to kind of convert it into the best possible shot. Um, I think you also mentioned Cuthbert, too, who looked really strong in possession, obviously assisted one of the, you know, assisted one of the goals, I think. Yeah, we would kind of honor that. Um, I mean, it's, it's just damn impressive, the quality of this team. And you know, I think ultimately, when you you also think about the fact we're not playing Frank Kirby starting as we bring her back into fitness, so there's one of your best players who isn't playing at the moment or as playing as regularly. Um, you know, you saw Asante come in, which was great to see as well. No uh, Ramona Bachman. No Ramona Bachman yep. at the moment. She's a big player. Riley still getting acclimatized to the team fully. Only obviously got her first goal against Tottenham, which you know is something that warms all of our hearts uh, <laughs> to see someone score against uh, one of our uh, you know least favorite rivals. Um, yeah, so I mean, all those things I think spelled with the fact that. We, have, we are building a side to be competitive in a way that we've maybe struggled to both domestically and internationally. We keep on getting further and further into the Women's Champions League, but we haven't really knocked on the door of taking it and claiming it as our own. And I think that's where, to the point Brandon was making, there's a lot of tactics being tried out in this type of atmosphere, knowing how good that side is to get ready for what's to come. And what's to come are the Bayerns and the Wolfsburgs and, you know, teams, you know, like PSG in the Champions League who, who will be really, really, really tough. And, you know, I think, you know, for, for those who don't know, some of the continental programs are, are still a little ways ahead of, of the English Super League programs. But 
Chelsea certainly is doing their best to catch up as quickly as as humanly possible. And when you look at some of the talent on the field, Mike, it's not hard to imagine, if not this year, maybe next year or the following, that, that Chelsea are, are lifting a big cup. Yeah, I mean, and as we see, they're, they're continually supported. We're adding new pieces. Um, I was definitely impressed with, with the way that the play that we saw and uh, towards the later part of the second half, you could really tell that they were building, uh, attacking that right side. You know, you could see that Emma had made a, a correction and they were going to attack that that right side until it broke. And, and it's, it's, it's exciting to see. I think also to keep in mind, we're, you know, we're watching players who are all fighting for 2019 World Cup starting positions. So Correct. I think that in itself... Um, elevates elevates the game and to, everything to play for right now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, another highlight for me is Cuthbert. I mean, knee all wrapped up because you know how hard she plays. But um, She's tough as nails, man. <laughs> she will not back out of a tackle. Yeah. And and to have that that steal, but also the finesse that she possesses and the vision, it's fantastic to watch. Look, it was a great experience today. Uh, a lovely lovely brand of football that Emma is being that team through. I love the international mix that that team has as well. Uh, I think that is also very cool. Again, not needed, but we should point that out. It's not easy to blend a group of players like that. Uh, so again, just more credit for Emma and her staff and everything they're doing. Again, every time, this is now our second opportunity to kind of engage with the, the women's team in the last couple of years. They're always amazing. Um, they like are thanking us, and we're like, no, 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 no. We are still massive fans. We were here to thank you for what you're doing. So super, super humbled, super excited to be able to go to it. Again, would encourage all of our listeners, UK or abroad, if you get a chance, it is worth your time and money to go to Kings Meadow and watch a game. So, uh, Nick, you've kind of already given us a couple, so we'll start with Dan here. Uh, what was your favorite player to watch today? Or, again, something uh, that you took in that made you really excited or, or happy um, from, from the match? I mean, winning. Shots on target converted. Those are things that make me happy. Um, seeing the work the club is doing to make the game come alive and bring fans of all ages into this. You saw people who look like they probably have been going to Chelsea since it was founded to people who've been going to Chelsea matches since they, you know, had, uh, had been birthed. And to see that wide gamut of supporters there was really, really exceptional to see the atmosphere that was being created uh, shows, you know, I think what's going to, what's going to come next for this, especially on the back of hopefully, uh, you know, in March, beating Paris Saint Germain in the Champions League to advance to the next round and you know, get out of the quarterfinals. Um, in terms of best player today, it's tough. Um, man, I don't know. Um, they were all so good. Um, yeah, I'll go with England. I think she was a constant threat up front. Really made it difficult. Uh, could have had more than one goal, and yeah. Hard not to give it to the top goal scorer in uh, all the women's super league. Mike, what? Uh, who stood out for you? Um, I think you know Nick jumped on a bunch of them. I think G was amazing. Brett, as a center back, bright, thumping the ball, shooting from distance. It's how I, I how I played as well. But to me, I love seeing Allie play as well. 
you know, as an American scene. She can run for days. I can see definitely why she's talking about not only Speed. playing <laughs> in this World Cup, but more to come because, she, yeah, she's just lightning down that wing. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. Nick, you want to narrow your list down to uh, one? If I had to pick one, it'd be bright. Um, I, I just thought she was exceptional. I I love I love a good tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she provided a few. Yeah, uh, she she did. It was it was exceptional. Um, I thought uh, so. Had Lindahl had a huge save uh, today that we hadn't really mentioned, yeah. which is interesting as they are unveiling a new goalkeeper signing at halftime. Just happened, and for her to come up, she had no business making the save. It's a great cross uh, from Everton. She headed it back where it came from. She stuck out the big tree trunk leg, just deflected it out. I think. I think just all around, even her distribution was very tidy, very accurate. Um, again, I'll play the goalkeeper union card, but she. I mean, she was definitely rock solid. There was only some way to relive some of those incredible saves that she made. Yeah, if only. It's 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 almost as if Dan, you had a match-winning performance with one photo. Well, it's two photos. It's the photo with the ball being kicked, and then the the save. In in the middle in the middle of the match, I awarded Dan the Dan of the first ever Dan of the match award. First and last. First, first and last. Let <laughs> me go ahead and bury that real quick. For his photography skills. All right, that's brilliant. Um, well, again, just to open it up before we wrap it up, uh, you know, because again, we don't have the league table and, and, and man of the match and woman of the match and everything. But anything else that kind of stood out or like one last push that you guys want to bring out, uh, kicking off with you, Mike? You know, I, I uh, if you know a little bit about the women's team back in 2009, um, they were having financial troubles and uh, captain leader legend himself, John Terry, reached into his, you know, paid his own money to help secure them because he was looking forward to and understood what this meant for not only you know women in England but the club and I think that's kind of an amazing thing to know that um, he, he kind of somewhat rescued uh, the program he, and he, he just cares about Chelsea man like, he does I, I, he does it's amazing and, 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 you know every level yeah and it just goes to show you this isn't it's not men's it's not women's it's not youth it's one club it's Chelsea and he recognized it at that time. And, you know, just more reasons to love him. Uh, so I have the league table in front of me. Chelsea third uh, on 25. Uh, City second on 28. So only a three-point gap there. Arsenal first on 30. So a little bit of work to do to make up that gap. Arsenal with a 37-goal differential. Jeez. Chelsea with a 13, which isn't It's not going to really work. But that those three today help. Uh, and so, yeah, you look at the you look at the table. Chelsea has some work to do, um, not only in the league but in the uh, in the Champions League as well. Uh, time to go get it. Second half of the season. All right. Well, uh, let's see, Dan. I guess anything. I'm good. I you know it's it's a formality at this point. Let's be honest. I'm good. <laughs> all right. Well, again, a huge shout out to all of you for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, first of many of our women's match reviews. Uh, again, their schedule makes it a little bit difficult for us, but we would invite all of you to go and pay more attention to them if you haven't. They are fantastic to watch. And there's some there's sometimes will be played on Facebook Live, so if yep. you ever get to catch them that way, that's a really good avenue uh, if the club puts them on Facebook Live to see their, their matches. We'll make sure to get it out if we see it as well. But anyways, Chelsea fans, thank you so much for joining us again for another match review this week. 
Uh, really do appreciate everything you guys do for us. Uh, but that'll wrap it up for us. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.